and welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson, and it's time to talk about week three of the Missouri eight-man football season. Should be a great time here. I'm back in action for two games this week to make up for last week, and missing a game should be a lot of fun. We'll just start here with the schedule for this week. Um, start with a big one. Number one at number two, Stanbury at King City. This game will be our Missouri eight-man Facebook Live game of the week. Um, they're in King City, but there'll be a lot of media there. Should be a great football game against teams that myself and Anthony and other across the state have believed in the best two teams going into the season, getting uh, to face off here in week three, which could be a de facto GRC championship game. We'll still see. I know teams like North, and- North Andrew and Worth County still have something to say about that, but um, especially Worth County and North-, North Andrew already losing to King City hurts their chance a little bit. But we'll kind of see what happens there with those teams. But Stanbury and King City should be a blast. Parker Muff and Tucker Schieber, two of the best running backs in the state of Missouri. I believe they're both over 270 yards already rushing this year. Uh, Let me get those stats pulled up here, if they will. Yeah, Parker Muff right now third in the state in rushing yards with 329, uh, just behind Cale Windy of Schuyler County and Alex Reinhardt from Worth County. You have Jacob Coffey at four with 318 yards, and then Tucker Schieber right there coming in at fifth with 297 yards. That came on just 12 carries. He's got six touchdowns in those 12 carries. He's played fantastic this year. And just Stanbury in general has been very impressed with the start of the year. I know they were up big on Appleton City. I think it was 44 nothing. 52 to 6, kind of when they pulled their starters. So final score was 58 to 22. Didn't show exactly how dominant Stanbury was that game. Then last week, um, at home versus Albany, beat them 50 to nothing in just a clinic of a football game by Stanbury. Albany had two first downs. Uh, the very beginning of the second quarter, I believe it was their fifth or sixth drive of the game. They were already down 38 nothing at that point. Still had the punt. And they got one first down with about 30 seconds to go in the first half against Stanbury's JV. When they popped off about a 50 or 60 yard run, and that was probably the majority of their offense in that first half, losing 50 to nothing to Stanbury. So Stanbury is that good at this point. Um, and King City, they've taken care of business the first two weeks. They beat North Andrew Week One, team that was at the state championship game last year. Uh, week two, they came out, took care of DeKalb, kind of that expected, 72 to six. Starters didn't get them a whole lot of time, so they didn't need to kind of deal. So they're going to be well-rested going into this game. Um, I was big on King City all year kind of deal um, in the preseason. In the first couple of weeks, I thought King City was probably the best team. But Stanbury's kind of swayed me a bit here. It's always been a 1A, 1B. I'm just flipping it a little bit now. now I'm going to take Stanbury to win this one in a close one, but it should be one heck of a football game. Two really good fronts, two really good running backs, some good quarterback play with Austin Swayback for Stanbury and Landon Wells for King City. I just like – I think Stanbury just has a little more at this point. So I'm going to trust Stanbury at this point, but it should be a fantastic football game. Not only does it have GRC kind of implications with who's going to win conference, but also um, in district play. Both these teams are vying for number one spots in their own districts. So if you're Stanbury, you got to deal with right now EA and Worth County. I know Rockport's undefeated at this point, but I believe it's going to be EA and Worth County battling for that number one seed in district number four. District three, you're, you're looking at King City. You're battling Oric and LeBlanc, who are both undefeated as well, for that top spot in district number three, and you want that home field throughout district. So we'll see. This is a big game for both these teams in this regard. Um, so we'll see what kind of happens with it. But I'm going to edge right now with uh, Stanbury in this one, but it should be a fantastic football game. Uh, up next, number three, Drexel hosting Liberal. Uh, Liberal, they're one-on-one. They got 
rolled by Archie week one. They got my Concordia week two. I had Concordia win that game, so good for Liberal to get their first win for uh, Garrett Zuha and his first win there at Liberal. I just don't – Drexel's a different animal, kind of like Archie. I think I think Drexel's going to roll with this one uh, fairly easily. Um, South Holt at number four, East Atchison. South Holt lost week one to Worth County, 50-22. Uh, to 22, Came back last week and rolled Southwest Livingston 74 to nothing. So South Holt got a little bit of a momentum boost there playing Southwest Livingston. But East Atchison, they're playing so well this year. I know week one – um, they rolled Southwest Livingston. I think what was the final score of that one? 64 to six. And then last week they rolled, um, not, not only Valley 84, nothing. And EA is just rolling right now. I, I just think EA is head and shoulders, the best team, in the 275. I think this is the quintessential conference championship game. Uh, these two teams are both undefeated. So is Rockport. I don't think Rockport's on the same level. Of these teams, Platte Valley's had their issues. Mount State lost to Platte Valley. Norway Valley just got rolled by EA. I don't think anyone's going to catch EA in the conference. I'm thinking EA to roll in this one over South Holt. Anthony Crane will be at this game, so you want some Twitter updates. Um, Anthony will tweet him out. Also, Tarkio and Fairfax, their Twitter accounts, do a good job of tweeting as well. Drexel's Twitter account will do a good job from their game um, also. At number five, Norburn, sorry, number five, North Shelby at Norburn Harden Central. The Aggies, they've struggled this year. Lost to Casey's Christian. Then last week, they lost to Knox County, 0-2, playing a really good North Shelby team that's 2-0. It's going to be North Shelby. I'm sorry, North Shelby is just too good at this point. Kale Stowe, Burner, and company. Just going to be too much for North, North Harden Central to handle. So give me North Shelby in a route in this one um, to stay up there. I know East Action just jumped in the rankings. North Shelby was four last week. They're five this week. I think it's more about EA playing really well than anything negative against North Shelby. Uh, number six, Worth County at Schuyler County. Um, it's This one should not be close. Worth County, I know they have the two, top two runners in the state right now in Kale, Windy, and... Alex Reinhardt, um, Wendy has 416 yards, while Reinhardt has 391. Um, also, Skylar County is the number one, two passer right now with Connor Smith, 489 yards. Uh, just behind Zane Reed from Pattonsburg, who's got 554, sorry, 545. Um, I just, Skylar's defense is not good enough at this point uh, to contend with a team like Worth County. Worth County coming in averaging 61 points per game, only giving up 11. Skylar County, they're scoring about 39 points per game, so pretty good in the offensive end. But defensively, they're giving up 83 points per game, which is the second worst, uh, which is the worst right now in the state by about 12 points per game over Concordia. I just don't see them being able to stop Worth County's offense at this point. They're just not big enough up front from what I've kind of heard and seen a little bit from Skyler. Uh, they give up 78 points to Knox, and then last week gave up 88 to Pattonsburg. They're just not good enough defensively at this point. Worth County is gonna, should roll in this game. Osceola at number eight, Archie. Give me Archie, Briar McIntyre, Caden Sutton, uh, Blake Trotter and company. I think they're just playing really well uh, this year. Christian Ward, um, Archie, just they're a young team. They got a lot of sophomores and juniors, um, but they're playing really well. They're executing at a pretty high level at this point, and I like what they're bringing to the table. Osceola uh, almost beat Greenfield last week. They struggled week one versus Albany. Uh, they might be better than they have been in the past, but they're not beating Archie. So give me Archie in this one. Uh, Donovan West at Bishop LeBlond. Uh, team out of Kansas. I know they won week one. They rolled whoever they played over there in Kansas week one. But I think LeBlond's a little better at this point. Um, and if it's usually a average to above average Kansas team versus the same thing in Missouri, I'm going to roll with the Missouri team on this one. So give me Bishop LeBlond, Landon Gardner, um, Reggie Love and company, Jake Carell. Um, should be a good time there for Bishop LeBlond at home. Uh, winning in that game and starting the year 3-0 and should be really fun there for the Golden Eagles um, as they get ready for the back half of their schedule kind of deal. 
you know, next week they'll have St. Joe Christian. So they start should start out four and and then the following week they do have to travel to Archie for their first for another big challenge before they play Casey East. Should be a winnable game there. And then at Norway Valley, that could be interesting depending on where those teams are at. Versus Northland, they end the year at Northwest Hughesville. So they got a couple of tough games here coming up in week five and nine that I'm kind of looking at their schedule for them. Uh, but they should, seven and two, at the, it should be their floor this year. Uh, at this point, after beating North Andrew week two, uh, seven and two should be right where they're kind of at with that for Bishop LeBlanc. I think they win this week. Um, probably the second best game of the week, St. Paul Lutheran had received some votes at Northwest Hughesville, number 10 in the state. Um, I went back and forth in this game. Both these teams have their positives going into it. I think Northwest Hughesville may be a little more athletic, um, player-to-player kind of deal. Tanner Damlo, really good quarterback for him, really smooth athlete, uh, the lefty. Um, Caden Crooker leads the state in tackles. He flies around the field making plays. He's a really smart player. Uh, Nick Crosswhite really impressed me. I watched their film versus North Shelby. He played well. Um, Pearson Teichner. Just kept, I, liked, I just like the athletes they have at North, Northwest Hughesville. You look at uh, St. Paul Lutheran. Up front with Christian Anderson and Ker- Ethan Kirby are just two absolute studs in the defensive line. They're going to be a little bigger than Northwest Hughesville. I know Hughesville struggled a bit with North Shelby's size. I wonder if that's going to be an issue this week against them as well with St. Paul with uh, Northwest Hughesville and St. Paul Lutheran. And Lutheran has three good backs there with uh, Maggart, uh, Mueller, and I think it's Isaac Long. I believe they're for Lutheran, and they're hungry. Uh, it's a shame that one of these teams is going to start one and two because I think they're both really good football teams. Um, So, yeah, we'll see, we should see what happens there with that. Sorry, I was reading a tweet uh, from very old Drew Quinlan where he's absolutely wrong in Iowa State uniform. They should not be black. We're not going to talk about that on this podcast. Um, it's ridiculous. It's the equivalent of Mound City showing up um, wearing black and yellow to play South Holt. It's ridiculous. Don't do it. Um, but anyways, speaking of Mound City, they play at Albany this week. I went back and forth in this game. I'm going to go with Albany. Uh, I think they're just a little bit better up front this year. Uh, Mount City's kind of not looked that impressive to me for the first two weeks. So give me Albany. It should be a fun game, though. I think it's an, kind of an underrated matchup here. And it should be a good gauge where the 275 and GRC are um, with each other. Uh, Keatsville at Bramer, two teams that have uh, struggled here in the past. No Bramer, they're at 4 and 47, 4 and 48 since joining 8 man. Keatsville 0 and 12, 0 and 11 kind of deal. So both are kind of struggling to get wins. This is a good chance for both these teams to possibly get a win here. I'm going to roll with Bramer at home. I think it win. I know they beat Keatsville um, last year. Would have been the first week of the playoffs, but they played it their own kind of different game there outside the playoff picture. Um, and Bramer beat them. I think Bramer beats them again this year. Um, Bramer's improved when they have been in the past. Still not great, but they're heading in the right direction. Give me Bramer on that one. Um, Appleton City at Jasper. Uh, give me Jasper. Uh, I think they're going to be hungry after losing in overtime last week to Lockwood um, on the road after getting that big week one win. Um versus Decatur, Arkansas. So give me Jasper to kind of bounce back this week, get a 2-1 and one and get ready for for Archie the following week, which will be a big Wemo game uh, for the Eagles. Uh, Pattonsburg at North Andrew. Uh, last year, both these teams were ranked um, going into this game. This year, both teams not doing as well. Pattonsburg 1-1, North Andrew 0-2. And thanks to Jeremy Benson for this, Dad. Um, North Andrew, oh, three straight losses for the first time since I believe – Oh, when did he send that to me? Since 2010-2011. They lost the last two games of 2010. They lost the season opener in 2011 to Mountain City. So they lost to DeKalb, 
Miami to end 2010 and then lost to Mount City in the opener. Uh, fun fact for you, Miami's coach in 2010 was actually uh, Drexel's coach now, um, Phil Dean. So kind of a blast from the past there for Dean. Um, he was part of the last time that North Andrew had three straight losses, been over a decade ago now. Uh, so North Andrew, a really proud program. I think they get off the sneeze here. They We couldn't figure out when the last time they lost four straight because their scores by year didn't go back that far to f- figure out when. Um, 1989 for sure, North Andrew went 1-9. They lost four straight sometime in that season. But uh, there's a couple of seasons they finished below 500. We're not sure exactly um, how many of those losses were in a row kind of deal. So North Andrew hasn't lost four straight in a long time. I don't think it starts now. Battensburg, they can still sling the ball around the yard. Zane Reed, uh, Brody Langfitt, probably the best – one of the best uh, combos passing the ball this year right there with uh, Seth Martin and Dante Birch with um, Northland Christian. Um, this would be a very good game here. I just think North Andrew, despite them being banged up, and I don't think they're going to have Ecker this week, I still think North Andrew squeaks by this one and gets a win over Pattonsburg. Uh, not only Valley at Platte Valley, um, the Battle of the Valley. It's pretty interesting here. First time these teams are going to match up in these configurations of the co-op. Um, but give me the Thunder in this one. I think they're just a little bit better prepared. I'm still not sure with the South Nottoway kids if they're going to be able to play this week or if they're still in their two-week quarantine. Um, even then, coming back from two weeks off and playing a football game is tough to get there physically kind of deal. Um, I just think Nottoway Valley is going to have a bad taste in their mouth from last week against EA that they're going to come out and play better this week. So give me the Thunder to win the Battle of the Valley this year over Platte Valley. Uh, Lockwood at Rich Hill. This is an interesting game. I think Rich Hill is better than their 53 to nothing showing versus Archie. Um, but give me Lockwood in this one. I think they kind of figured out some things last week. You know, they lost to Pierce City week one. Uh, week two, they got the overtime win over Jasper. A good win for Lockwood. They needed that one um, right now. And I just think Lockwood a little bit better at this point over Rich Hill, but should be a really fun and interesting game down south. St. Joseph Christian at Santa Fe. Santa Fe did not see them being the team that would lead the state in scoring after two weeks and possibly after three. They're averaging, I think it's 81 points, 80 points per game right now. Um, they're giving up 26, but when you're scoring 80, you're doing pretty good at this point. Um, I've been very impressed with them offensively. And uh, talking to Coach Caps, their seniors have bought in. Their whole team has kind of bought into what they're preaching over their kind of deal. And they went 1-7 and seven last year. They got two wins already this year. I think they're going to start out the year 3-0 and here with a win over St. Joe Christian. And you can just feel – they scored 84 points last week. Those kids two years ago might not have scored 84 points in a month kind of deal. So it's really cool to see them kind of get things figured out. And scoring touchdowns is fun. It really is. Your team can kind of rally behind that. And it really kind of puts, energizes the program a little bit so you can play above your skis a bit. And I don't think they'll need to do that this week versus St. Joe Christian. I don't think they're very good. Um, but I think uh, Santa Fe gets a win here. And they're going to start 3-0. They already got a little bit of love in the last – uh, media poll, they could start 4-0 because they played Norman Hearn Central next week. Uh, the Concordia, so 5-0 possibly before they play. The last four games with them are tough. St. Paul Lutheran, um, Northwest Hughesville, Bramer in Week 8, and then they end the year with, I believe, North Shelby, uh, I believe, or Oric to end the year for Santa Fe. So they got three of the last four games are really tough there against three of the four best teams in the conference, but... They start out the year 5-0. and They're going to get a lot of respect around the state there for what they're doing this season uh, for Santa Fe. I'm taking them to win against St. Christian this week. Um, DeKalb at Southwest Livingston, two teams who are 0-2. Both got blown out the first two weeks. DeKalb lost to Rockport. Um, I think it was 50 – what was the score of the game? 54-8, and they lost to King City 72-6. to uh, Southwest Livingston 
Not too great showing the first two weeks. Lost 64-6 to to East Anderson and 74-0 to South Holt. Um, I know there are two really good teams. I know South Holt's probably a borderline top 10 team. EA, that's a top 5 team. I think Southwest does bounce back this week. I just I just think they get a win here. I think they need a win here for the young kids to kind of get some momentum back. DeCab, I don't think they're quite there yet. Should be a fun game, though. I think it's be very interesting. Just kind of interesting to see that the teams who were in the state championship game last year are both 0-2 and, and have a chance to fall to 0-3 um, the next year, which is just kind of a weird scene to kind of see here. While the other two teams who made the semifinals last year, Stanbury and Drexel, are top three ranked teams in the state so far this season. Um, and then the last couple of games got canceled. Uh, Rockport at Stewartsville Osborne got canceled due to Stewartsville Osborne not being able to field enough kids at this point, so they weren't able to play this week. Hopefully they're back next week. We shall see. I'm hoping that uh, Colin um, Standerman, I think that's – I hope I got his name right, Standerford. Hey, Standerman. I hope I got that right. I don't have it all in front of me right now, but I hope Colin is okay there for Stewartsville Osborne. I'm sorry if I got his name wrong. Hope he's okay. Football takes a backseat to this stuff when it happens. Uh, so Rockport, I believe Rockport will get a forfeit win here because it's due to injuries and stuff like that, and it just not being able to feel enough team players instead of it's just a straight COVID deal, so there will be a no contest. So I believe this should be a forfeit win in the conference for Rockport. I'll get some confirmation on that this weekend, but I believe that's what the official thing will be for mission point standing and stuff like that. It should be an official forfeit based on what I've seen in the past. I know COVID's kind of put a wrench in that stuff here recently, but that's how I see it. And then Oric was supposed to play at Concordia. Um, Oric unfortunately had COVID hit the program a little bit, took out a couple of their best players, had to quarantine the rest of the team. So they're out this week. Another one of the better players is out for the following week as well. Hopefully the team is back next week, though, um, and they can play against Bramer and hopefully get back on the winning ways. I think they would have beat Concordia. It stinks for Concordia. I know they had a Military Appreciation Day kind of planned for um, 9-11 being on Saturday. Um, so they won't be able to do that now. Um, I know Greenfield has a game that's available, so maybe we can get a last-minute schedule between Concordia and Greenfield. I don't expect it, though. So I think there's a lot of issues with finding either a neutral site. Tr- Greenfield going to Concordia is a pretty good drive. Um, finding officials this late minute, maybe they can use Concordia's officials. We'll see. I'm kind of rooting for that, but not holding my breath for it at, at all at this point. Um, the final game on Saturday, Knox County hosting Northland Christian. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Anthony and I are gonna actually going to carpool over to this one. Um, to watch the Trailblazers and the Eagles play over there. Should be a lot of fun. Um, really good athletes on the field. They're Branson Miller um, and Ryland Roberts for Knox County. And then you have uh, Seth Martin and Dante Birch um, for Northland Christian. Should be a lot of fun in that game. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Um, I really think that um, – Knox County is probably going to pull out the win here, but I would not be surprised one bit if Northland wins this game. Um, I just – I really don't know going into this one. It should be really interesting to see how these teams kind of play it out. Um, I was kind of disappointed with Northland Christian last week. I thought they would have beaten Santa Fe, but Santa Fe came out on top and was able to put up a lot of points on the board. So we'll see how it goes. Dante Burch is a really fun athlete. This game should also be on Facebook Live. We can get enough connection over there in Knox County. Um, so that's what we have for you guys. Should be a lot of fun. Um, we do have the polls up on Twitter, so if you want to see those, um, go watch those as well. So it should be a lot of fun uh, with that. So that's all I got for you guys this week. Um, I'm glad to be back this week. I will also have the scoreboard up and going this week for Friday night, so you guys will be able to see that and see the scores as they kind of come in. I'll get those updated as much as I can um, during the Stanbury King City game. It's going to be a fun game to watch, so 
kind of curious for how much I'll be able to get that updated watching that game so intently, but it should be a lot of fun to see all that go down um, in that game. So thanks guys for watching, for listening here for straight up sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. Everyone stay healthy and uh, for week three and going forward, that's all I got for you guys. Thank you. And I'll probably talk to you guys again Sunday or so. Thanks. Bye.